The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Joe. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Pulitzer Prize awarded to porn-obsessed transvestite whose 2019 thesis was that getting fucked makes you female. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Yes, the Pulitzer Prize, administered by Columbia University, was once a prestigious award handed out for meaningful achievements in the media and the arts. But this year, a pornography-obsessed transvestite who recently advanced the thesis that womanhood is a matter of sexual penetration received the award for distinguished criticism using any available journalistic tool. (laughs) Tool. Andrew Long Chu, (laughs) who calls himself Andrea, will receive $15,000 along with the accolade, well... Is it really worth well, the 15000 or something, more or less, but the accolade? And anyway, for five book reviews in New York Magazine, wherein he allegedly employed multiple cultural lenses to explore some of society's most fraught topics. Yeah, he tweeted out, So am I the first trans person to win a Pulitzer? Can we fact check this? I don't know. Maybe. Who cares? In one review, Chu discussed a short story about a shut-in feudal lord who spends his days easing foreign objects into his rectum and drew the conclusion that this is why we all shit to be renewed. Everything else, money, political ideology, institutions of all kinds, is a distraction from the fundamental unity of shit. And spirit. Another book review found partially deserving of the Pulitzer concerned the missteps of a suicidal gay person. Chu, who admitted in a 2013 article that he was a racist, navigated his hang-ups on the subject in a review entitled The Mixed Metaphor. Why does the half-Asian, half-white protagonist make us so anxious? Vox Media commended the Pulitzer Awards decision claiming Chu has made an indelible mark on readers and the industry as a whole, and further alleging that he articulates fundamental truths about the subject matter he scrutinizes. The subject matter mainly appears to be the butthole. Anyway, it is unclear whether Vox Media and other leftist supporters reckon Chu's recent remarks about women constitute... Articulations of fundamental truths. Redux, I want to put an extra X on that, reported that Chu's first book, Females, published by Verso Press, served as a 94-page, 94 pages, jeez, lazy. Anyway, a 94-page screed advancing the notion that anyone can become female and that being penetrated during sex defines womanhood. Hmm. In the book, the transvestic, 
Anyway, Arthur wrote, getting fucked makes you female because fucked is what a female is. Describing himself as once being a sad, pretentious boy, furious about rape, hopelessly addicted to pornography. Chu also wrote that the barest essentials of femaleness are an open mouth and expected fuckhole blank blank eyes. Hmm. How about that? The Pulitzer awardee has admitted that a porn obsession is what first prompted him to masquerade as a woman. Almost every night for at least a year before I transitioned, I would wait till my girlfriend had fallen asleep and slip out of bed for the bathroom with my phone. I was going on Tumblr to look at something called sissy porn. I discovered it by accident one night, scrolling lazily down a pornographic rabbit hole. It always comes back to the hole, doesn't it? The variety of porn in question concerns degenerate acts involving feminized men. Chu admitted sissy porn did make me trans. At the center of sissy porn lies the asshole, a kind of universal vagina through which femaleness can always be accessed. <laughs> Elements of the literary world began to celebrate him after his so-called transition, an apparent desperate need to speak about it at length. According to Redux, after Andrew started calling himself Andrea, he was invited to speak at various universities, frequently speaking on the topic of his porn-exacerbated gender dysphoria. He was also named as a finalist for the Lambda Literary Award in transgender nonfiction for his 2019 book, Dehumanizing Women. Chu's dehumanization has not been limited to adult women. He tweeted in 2019, Are there Republican lawmakers less developed than a six-week-old fetus? Yes, but do I think we should abort those lawmakers? Also, yes. On January 28, 2019, he wrote, Thinking about getting a uterus transplant just to have an abortion. A number of feminists have spoken out in response to the news that Chu won the Pulitzer. Feminist novelist Christina Doucher tweeted, No, really, Pulitzer Prizes, and anyone else celebrating this, fuck you sincerely. A woman. The one and only kind. She signed it. Kara Dansky, the president of the American chapter of Women's Declaration International, referenced one of Chu's more egregious anti-woman barbs and wrote, Shame on you, Pulitzer Prizes. Award-winning New Yorker cartoonist Letha Rosting uh, called the conference of the award upon Chu revolting. Retired doctor and gender ideology critic Isadora Sanger said of Chu's award, Mediocrity of male supremacy waves its male genitals in <laughs> faces yet again. Well, yes, but you're missing the important part of where they want to put the genitals. In the universal vagina of the butthole. Jeremy Carl, a senior fellow at the Claremont Institution, wrote, Thank you for demonstrating more powerfully than I ever could how the Pulitzer Prizes have become a complete joke. Well, they've been for a while, but 
better late than ever to, to recognize that. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, what a gal, huh? So, uh, it's all about the hole. Just a hole. Hmm. I mean, and this is a way to achieve the fe uh, future as female, maybe? Is that, is that uh, the saving grace for this guy who... <laughs> <laughs> who's completely uh, uh, mentally ill and uh, uh, obsessed with women to the point that he's become a mockery of them and also is uh, jealous and hateful of them, uh, perhaps even more so than a rapist. And obviously, come on. <laughs> Those fantasies are in there somewhere, you know. Uh, but if the future is female, then uh, who's going to penetrate the said hole? Because according to his theory, you can't become female until you've been penetrated. So I guess you got to keep that around. But I don't know. I guess you flip coins. Who gets to be the woman or something? Yeah. But anyway, um, yes, if you didn't realize it by now, uh, just about all the awards are meaningless piles of shit. Ah, the sh shit. It always comes back to the butthole. <laughs> oh, well. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Space opera adventure like no other. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! Uh, hey, Booze, uh, tell your patient we're gonna look into this uh, asylum application and uh, we're gonna zap down and do an inspection of Ariel and see what's going on down there, alright? Talk to you later. Okay, Bubba, what, uh, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, well, those are the rules. I gotta go down there and do the inspection and, uh, you know, figure out what's going on. If you want to get asylum for, from them, uh, we gotta establish that there's a good reason for that. No, you can't let your crewmen go down there. If they do, they, it's, because it's... It's what? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, that'll probably be better. Oh, man. Oh, let's see what it says. It's, it says dangerous. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure Bubba, Spot, and Ludie can handle whatever's down there. Well, we don't know that for sure, Booze. Well, our only source of information is our patient, and sadly... She's a woman of few words. Well, that's because of the implant in her brain. If if maybe we could remove it, or at the very least deactivate it, she could communicate the, the true story of, of what's going on down there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we probably could, but I mean, it's, it's some pretty intricate work in that thing, yeah. Uh, it's not without severe risk to the patient. You have to perform the surgery, Doctor. Besides, I'd rather be dead. Then go on living with that horrible thing in my head. Well, uh, that sounds like consent to me, Booze. 
Yeah, all right then, uh, Christine, uh, prep the patient for surgery. Okay, but in the meantime, y- you need to warn Bubba and the others. Warn him about what? Oh, the, the, the danger on aerials. They may be zapping into uh, an ambush. Oh, shit. Yeah, right, right. Uh, let me call the teleportation chamber. Uh, uh... Teleportation chamber. Uh, hey, Polypi, uh, it's Boos. Say, uh... Tell Bubba not to zap down just yet. Uh, There might be a more serious situation uh, down below than we thought. Uh, We're going to have to perform some uh, surgery on the stowaway here to help her communicate exactly what the problem is. So we just need to hold off on standby and uh, see what she has to say before uh, Bubba goes zapping into uh, that place just to give him a better picture of what's going on. You understand? Oh, uh, well, I just zapped him down while you were telling me that. What? Oh, god damn it, Polyp. Jeez. Come on. How was I supposed to know there was a problem? By letting me tell you there was one. Yeah, well, by the time you called, I was already in the middle of throwing the zap switch. Yeah, all right, damn it. Just call Bubba. All right, okay. Uh Uh-oh. No, now what? Well, it's not me. It looks like Ariel's jamming the, the signal what hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna call the bridge yeah uh, hey butsy it's booze hey, yeah hey butsy listen uh can you scan aerial uh, there seems to be some interference uh jamming communications oh okay uh, it's, oh oh my it, they've reactivated their force field it, it, it's cutting off the entire facility it appears they're in total lockdown oh jeez. Well, try to get through to him, Butsy. In the meantime, uh, I gotta perform surgery on the stowaway. Surgery? But, but why? I gotta try to deactivate that censorship in her brain. Because, like it or not, she's probably our only source of information about just what the hell's going on down there. And just what is the hell going on down there on Ariel? Well, we can simply go down and find out. (laughs) We find Lieutenant Ludi coming out of unconsciousness as she finds herself in a spartan room, laying on a simple cot, wearing only a hospital gown. What? What? What happened? Where are my clothes? Ludi? Oh, good. You're awake, finally. What? Who, Who are you? Oh, of course you... You don't recognize me. After what they did to me. Believe it or not, Ludia, I'm Mr. Spot. What? Mr. Spot's a dogman and you? You're a... Well, uh... I know, I know. These aerial monsters turned me into a catman! What the hell? What's... What the hell happened? Was it a a teleport accident? And, and, And where's Bubba? I don't know. I... Woke up a little before you did, finding myself in this doorless room with, you know, you and that other woman. Well, other woman? Yeah, she's sleeping in the cot next to yours. Well, she must be a citizen of Ariel. We need to wake her up. Maybe she could tell us just what the hell's going on around here. Uh, ma'am? Uh, miss? If you could just... There you go. Uh, we've got a few questions for you. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, Ludi. What? <laughs> Where'd you How find you know the other name? pussy? <laughs> Get it? Damn, what the hell? I feel weird. 
<sighs> what was it? A teleport accident? Oh, wait a minute. What am I wearing? What? What are these? What's? What do you mean? What's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is Why this? are you lifting it again? What? We don't need to see your crotch. Oh my Where God. is it? Where's what? What did they what? do? What are you doing? What, what the hell happened? They turned me into a chick. Just who are what? you anyway? What? Damn it, Looney, it's me. I'm Bubba. Well, uh, hmm. <laughs> and Spot thinks he has problems. Well, perhaps we'll find out just what the hell is going on in the next exciting episode of... Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol is written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. All right, time to talk once again about some NC rumors from uh, from Reddit from way back when now. But uh, after having seen Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, that say, was amazing. Oh, you saw it? No, not yet. But oh. you know, I've heard good things, and I, I a lot of sources I trust, and I trust the Marvel brand. Uh-huh. Well, uh, anyway, the point being is uh, the rumors that we talked about. Pretty much was the story. So I'm uh, thinking there's a lot of truth to these. The only question is how many of them will actually get made at this point? You know, I've, it, it, look, this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy proves Marvel still has life in it. It didn't perform to their expectations. No, that's just, it made money. That's, that's, did it make enough? Yes! I, you know, just shut up. Well, I can't. I got to do this segment. Uh, and so even with the troubles Disney has admitted to, it's just they're restructuring uh, after a hectic times that we've all been through. So, you know, that's all that is. Uh, they openly admitted they're going to have to cut content from especially uh, D+. Well, yeah, but come on. You think they got to cancel the hotness of Marvel? Yes. Those shows are expensive. And then they're not bringing any viewers. In fact, they're continuing to bleed them. Uh, Four million subscribers is uh, its just not good. Uh, it doesn't matter if you make the money elsewhere through the parks and stuff. You gotta, you, you've got a product that doesn't function. It functions enough for some of us. Yeah, but maybe not enough. I'll stop it. So anyway, uh, there's quite a few I can see uh, just canceling, you know, because you got to. So, uh, Ironheart, uh, Agatha, no. and oh uh, my God, this no. next one, no. Echo, no. Uh, should be on the chopping block. No, you can't do that. I mean, canceling Ironheart would not only be misogynist, but racist. Canceling Agatha would be, well, okay, just misogynist, I guess. Uh, and, 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 and Echo would be misogyny again, but also ableism, because Echo is deaf. Yeah, but he's still got to give you a show with a compelling character, and uh, I don't think Echo won anyone over after uh, Hawkeye, uh, and it's a show that's going to depend on uh, Daredevil showing up in it and Kingpin, uh, so it's going to need those connections, when really all anyone wants is Daredevil, so they might as well just scrap that and jump right to Daredevil, because they're in a pretty desperate situation, but... The big fear is they don't know how to do Daredevil, and they're probably going to ruin it, but we'll have to wait and see. But 
The original plan, uh, so far, uh, is, is supposedly still underway, is for this Echo series. So, uh, what do we have? Echo returns to her hometown and struggles to hide her criminal past from her childhood friends while reconnecting with her Native American roots. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. You see, we need this. Kingpin locates her. Oh, no! And reveals that the Black Knife Cartel is targeting both of them due to their past affiliation. So they begrudgingly join forces to survive. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Except, didn't she kill Kingpin? Well, he's kind of hard to kill. Okay. So anyway, they've got this history and they're forced to join forces. That's, that's incredible. Oh, my God. Love this. Kingpin was partially blinded. Oh, so that's what they did. Yeah, apparently. Uh, when Echo shot him and now wears an eye patch. Oh, my God, he lost one of his eyes. Yeah, they'd probably come up with like kind of grazed it and they did some surgery and saved it so that he can look like he looks like when he gets to Daredevil. Or he's just going to wear a glass eye. I don't know. But anyway, but for right now, he wears an eye patch. But he still holds fatherly affection for her. Oh, my God. Yeah, you see the, the the struggle there. That's oh my god, that's that's really something. And the difficulty, especially since men always fail their daughters. Well, she's not his real daughter. He just sees her that way. Yeah, but the, it's her agency that matters. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, you, yeah, you could construct a fairly uh, compelling story there. It's just the position they're in. I just don't think the Echo character is going to attract any eyeballs. It's like I said, the, the Ms. Marvel show I stand by was not a bad show. I thought it was pretty good, but no one cared about it. No one knew who this character was, and it didn't draw them in. So they didn't weave that right. So that's just the way that goes. Here, you know, they did it with Hawkeye, and they're keeping her in the world that has Daredevil and Kingpin and all that, and that should help a little. But I think the main thing is that this is a precursor to the Daredevil show. So odds are, I suppose, Echo might have a better shot than Agatha and uh, Ironheart. Well, it's still unfair. So anyway, the Black Knife Cartel deploys several assassins after Echo, but she proves to be a tougher opponent than they had anticipated. <laughs> That's right. Boom! Underestimated her because you're all misogynist and ableist. Yeah. When her hometown is threatened, Echo embarks on a spiritual journey. Oh, oh my God, that's so special. Yes, yes. Oh, I didn't know you were religious. I'm spiritual! Well, okay, anyway, spiritual journey and acquires magic tattoos. Oh, yeah! That give her superhuman abilities. Oh, yes, that's, oh my God. That's amazing. Can you imagine how many people are going to get those tattoos when they see it in the show because they want to be like Echo? Oh, my God, that's so sweet. Yeah, but then Disney will probably sue the tattoo parlors because they're going to claim copyright to all the different tattoos she gets. They wouldn't do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they would. Flashbacks reveal how Echo lost her leg in a car accident that also killed her mother. Oh, no. And, her, and how her father became an enforcer for Kingpin and trained her likewise. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, she had, she basically had two dads. 
it keep it failed it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Flashbacks also explore Echo's first encounter with Daredevil as Kingpin's enforcer during the events of Netflix's Daredevil, in which she impressed him with her martial arts skills. You damn right. Oh, wait a minute. So they're, they're going to acknowledge the Netflix series actually happened? Yeah, that is a, a curious thing. Uh, that's what it sounds like here. Or they're just going to have their own version of those events. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That is, uh, I would hope so. I was hoping that, you know, the Daredevil would follow suit and try to maintain the templates and the excellence of the Daredevil series on Netflix, but I'm dubious. I'm dubious. I know it's going to be good no matter what direction they take because, you know, Marvel, it, they're just, it's just genius. Genius! The series ends with Echo becoming a private investigator in New York City. <laughs> that That's great. Oh, more, please. More! And Daredevil approaching her for a new case. Of course he would. And this leads into Daredevil Born Again. Oh, my God. Hey, you know how they, you were talking about how they're probably not going to use the Karen Page story the morning again? Maybe it'll be Echo instead. You mean she's going to run to Hollywood to become a movie star and ends up doing porn and becomes a heroin addict? No! No! Or she's going to portray Daredevil and reveal his secret identity to Kingpin, basically stabbing him in the back. Well, if she does, it's probably a good reason for it. Hmm. Heavily retooled due to Marvel's new quality over quantity policy. <laughs> uh, might not even release before Born Again could even be completely reshot with a new script. So that's, <laughs> and I, I would take that one to the bank in some form or fashion, even to the possibility of just being canceled. No, no, I mean, look, this is their plan. They got to stick to it. I doubt it. Uh, some of the plot, a lot of the plot points, well, okay, some. <laughs> uh, even the failed uh, Marvel uh, movies and shows uh, could have worked, but they just don't have the ability. Uh, and they can't help themselves uh, in ruining it. Uh, and so odds are the same would be here. Um, so even though some of this, hey, yeah, that might work, forcing her to team up with Kingpin and that kind of thing, and then Daredevil, but it sounds like Daredevil will be more of a glorified cameo. First a flashback, and then at the end, I need your help, and then to be continued, and then Daredevil born again, and all that. And they're just using the born again title like they did with Spider-Man Homecoming and all that when they got the rights to him, and so now they have the rights to Daredevil fully, and, you know, this is their version of Daredevil. Well, you see, they give you what you want, and you still bitch. Well, anyway, there you go. And like I said, this is probably was their plan. Will you ever see it? It's it's doubtful at this point. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson sin m r n a i l s i n it's not case sensitive but it is all one word that's tweakedaudio.com
And now, it's time for the Bayou Crime Report. An Arby's employee's frozen body was found in a walk-in freezer. Hey, I'm Red Neckerton. In a story that takes Arby's slogan, we got the meat to a gruesome level, an employee was found dead inside a walk-in freezer in New Iberia, Louisiana. The body of the unidentified woman was discovered by employees at 6.30 p.m., and the police were notified shortly thereafter. There are not a lot of details available at this time. So it was an employee that discovered the female deceased inside the cooler and the deceased is an employee of the restaurant, said Police Captain Leland Lasseter. Oh, wait a minute. They know it's an employee, but they don't know who she is. Well, that's, I mean, a lot of these uh, restaurants and stores and stuff, they got those name tags. They could read that, huh? I mean... Well, maybe she just, uh, you know, kept to herself mostly, and the other employees never got to know her, and they're like, ah, yeah, that's her, but, uh, damn, I don't know her name. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the times when they don't identify the victim of one of these these scenarios, uh, they're like, hey, we haven't notified the family yet, so we're holding. They don't even do that here. They just, like... Who the hell knows who she was, but uh, I guess she was wearing one of their uniforms, and they figure, yep, that's one of ours, but no, we just never really got to know her. Um, hmm. So anyway, uh, police captain continues, a situation like this is unusual, so we're taking extra precautions during the investigation. After completely processing the crime scene... This does not seem like a homicide. It seems like an accident. Well, then it's not a crime scene, is it? But, of course, you know, he's saying, Hey, we don't know nothing yet. Co-workers of the dead employee were interviewed, and as of now, the incident is not considered a crime. However, Lasseter noted that nothing is set in stone yet. And they are awaiting the results of an autopsy before officially characterizing the cause of death. By the way, during your interview with the employees, did any of them come up with their name? I guess we'll have to wait on that too. Accidental deaths and walk-in freezers are uncommon, but not unheard of. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics Injuries, Illnesses, and Fatalities Report, you know, it's this things, these things can happen. Uh, in 2021, for example, uh, 43 workers died due to exposure to exposure of temperature extremes. Back in November 2022, the New York Times, and you can take that for what it's worth, reported on the death of a 33-year-old man who got locked inside the freezer at, what is this, Beagle's Bakery in Canarsie, Brooklyn? I don't know. It's somewhere in Brooklyn. I don't know nothing about that Yankee shit. If you work at a business or run a business that has a walk-in freezer, Bush Refrigeration advises following these safety precautions. 
keep things dry. Spills can cause accidental falls that lead to employee injury. Ice and frost buildup can also melt and leave puddles that employees can slip in. Now, it's amazing you got to spell that out, but in today's world, yep, you got to try to idiot-proof as much as possible, no matter how ridiculous or obvious. Anyway, regularly check safety releases on doors. Modern walk-in coolers and freezers come with safety releases on doors to avoid the risk of accidental entrapment. And that ruins a lot of plot holes of horror movies in Hollywood, but, you know, that's too bad for them. Also, be sure to regularly check, check safety releases to make sure they are functioning properly. Oh, well, there you go, Hollywood. That's her out. Yeah, it just didn't work. Employees can also practice a buddy system. When entering the walk-in, to be extra cautious. Of course, what if your buddy don't like you so much and that's the murderer, you know? Then, well, that's your ass. Of course, these days, there ain't gonna be no buddy because staffs have been cut so bad, well, because of inflation and whatnot, but also because a lot of assholes just don't want to work no more. So you can't hire the extra help, you know? So, uh... You know, you better make sure that door works before you go in there. Keep your walk-in unit clean. Well, that kind of fits with the keeping it dry. But anyway, regularly cleaning your walk-in refrigeration systems lowers the risk of mold or fungus buildup. But of course, when you're cleaning it, make sure you dry the goddamn thing. Mop that shit up because, you know, you're going to slip and fall, hit your head, and freeze to death before the mold does shit, you know? So, hmm. I don't know, that's kind of like a little little extra maybe, but not as significant as the previous. So don't overload shelves. Not only does an overpacked freezer become less efficient, but overloaded shelves can collapse under the excess weight. Employees can have inventory items fall on top of them if shelves break or malfunction. Yeah, well, when the supply chain going to shit, sometimes you got empty shelves quite a bit. Of course, these days, uh, since there's so much Bud Light available, you might end up being buried alive under a whole stack of Bud Light. Now, that just, oh my God, that would just be a crime against humanity. Offer employees jackets, hats, and gloves. Well, that ain't going to happen. You're just going to have to bring your own. But anyway, cold weather gar garments can be stored near your walk-in unit so that employees can easily access them. No, they'll keep them in the break room at best, but you're going to have to bring your own. That's all there is to it. Anyway, wearing these clothes and accessories lowers the risk of circulation problems for your employees, and they will be more comfortable while working inside the walk-in unit. So apparently Arby's didn't practice any of this for this poor woman. And, uh, well, that's about it. Uh, by the way, you gonna, you gonna order anything from this Arby's? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, they're saying it might have been an accident. Maybe she slipped and fell. Seems like you'd see things at the scene that would indicate that, but maybe not. Or she... I don't know, suddenly had a heart attack and died, that could be. But more than likely, it was murder. For the Bayou Crime Report, I am Red Neckerton, reminded you to keep your goddamn holes clean. 
The Bayou Crime Report is a presentation of Nelson Productions. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. 